0: In here, and we all know it. Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What an event we had last week at Bay Hill at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. What, a, what an incredible week we had. There were so many stories Going into Sunday, first of all, we had Bryson DeChambeau, who was the eventual champion. He was talking about driving the sixth green, which he didn't do, but he came awfully close. I watched him hit the tee shots on that par five sixth on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, and I was blown away with the line that he took off that tee. For all of you that don't know about that hole, it's a dogleg left par five, and it's a it's a boomerang type par five that curls around the lake to the left and you have to bite off as much as you can chew or as much as you dare to on your tee shot and your second shot well bryson kept saying before the tournament that his goal was to drive the green to take it right at the green which was a carry of some 345 yards well he did it on saturday and sunday He went a little right of the green. The carry was probably 320 or 325. But still, that's a Herculean effort. He hit it over the water, into the rough, beyond the green, but birdied it both days. But it was still an amazing shot that helped him go on to win the tournament by one over Lee Westwood. The 47 or 48-year-old, he's just getting ready to probably play Champions Tour golf. But he still plays at a world-class level. And it was interesting. He said that in his 30s, he tried way too hard. And he's now in his mid-40s, and he's playing like he was a 20-year-old. He likes to just have some fun with golf. He gets up, he hits it. He doesn't worry about it. He goes and finds it again. And that new perspective has really put him back on the world map. I believe he's like 25th or 30th in the world. So I was really curious to see Lee have a chance to win at Bay Hill. And he was right there at the very end. He got a really bad break on 18. I'm not sure if you saw the telecast, but he hit a good drive off of 18. He matched Deshambo, and DeChambeau had a one-shot lead. Well, Deshambo's ball was perfect in the fairway, but Westwood's ended up smack dab in a divot. It was a sand-filled divot, and he played a tremendous second shot to the middle of the green, but had like a 50 foot putt for birdie he putted it probably six seven feet but he made it and he put the pressure on bryson to two putt for the win which he did but it was great to see lee playing so well the other story was jordan spieth and his continued good play we were watching jordan spieth play like jordan spieth he hit it a little squirrelly off the tee but his iron play was solid bunker shots chips and incredible putting he made some bombs Uh, the whole week, which really surprised no one. And it kept him in the championship all the way until the last nine holes. Still, he's playing well. I expect him to win again very soon. He's trending in the right direction. And I think the ratings were up because people wanted to see Jordan Spieth win again. The other story was young Corey Connors, who'd won one time in his tour career back in 2019 at the Valero Texas Open in San Antonio. But he played so consistently all week long. Great rhythm, great performance. He just did everything right. And he was in the mix all the way until the end as well. So look for Corey Connors to continue his good play. And also my friend Keegan Bradley were both on the staff with Cleveland Strix on Zexio. He shot 64, the lowest round of the tournament on Saturday to get himself back into contention. And I'm a huge fan of Keegan. I think the way he drives it, it's Rory McElroy like. Once he gets the rhythm, once he finds the fairway, he's a great player. You've been here before, you know what to do. Keep your head on straight, don't let them get to you. Put a smile on your face, get rid of that frown. Gotta suck it up, there's no time to melt down. It's a jungle in here, and we all need. You know, I've been a pretty good ball striker my whole career, and I think one of the strengths of my game has been my driving. I've been pretty good off the tee. I hit a lot of fairways, but I always know that my first drive of the day is going to be a good one in comfort, luxury, and in style because I'm going to and from the golf course in my Lexus GX460. I've been a brand ambassador of Lexus now for over 30 years, and in my opinion, it's the best vehicle on the road today. Now, I may have had a few body parts replaced over the years, but that's just in my 65-year-old body. My Lexus needs nothing but routine maintenance, and that's just the way I like it. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up, making sure they show it. They're out and loud, and not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. Interesting story I want to share with you back Three years ago 2018 bryson was in the final group with rory mcelroy at the arnold palmer invitational and bryson DeChambeau loves arnold palmer and everything he stands for and everything he stood for he loved the way that arnold treated people with such kindness we all refer to arnold as the king but when you met arnold and you spent some time with him he made you feel like a king he made everybody in his presence feel like a king he never big-timed anybody he never had a bad relationship with anybody he was just that kind of person and Bryson has told me many times he aspires to be very much like Arnold Palmer so he wants to win this tournament so badly back in 2018 he's in the final group with Rory and McElroy went crazy I think he birdied five of his last six holes to win the Invitational I was walking to the 18th green to do the ceremonies on the 18th green for the Palmer family with the champion. And who do I run into in the tunnel under the bleachers at 18? This is back when we actually had fans. This is back in the old days. There were, there were thousands of fans still there around the 18th green. Bryson was walking out of the green, and he was, he was crying. He was inconsolable, and he was starting to approach the area where he's going to sign a lot of autographs. And he's walking, and his head is down, and the tears are flowing, and I stopped him. I was actually with Roy Saunders, who is Arnold's son-in-law and Roy Saunders' dad. We stopped Bryson, and we said, whoa, 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 gather yourself. And he just broke down. He said, I want to win this tournament so badly. I just love Arnold Palmer, everything he stood for. And I, and I just said, look, Bryson, you'll probably do it someday, but gather yourself and then go out there, hold your head high, be proud of what you did. He finished second that that week. Rory won. Great performance by Rory coming down the stretch, and Bryson did. He went out. He handled himself like the champion that he is, but he vowed, I'm going to come back and win this tournament. So this year, when he got on the leaderboard, and now this is a new improved Bryson DeChambeau. Remember, three years ago, he wasn't the bulked-up, long-hitting, mad scientist that we see today. So to, to go through that change like he has in, oh, I don't know, what has it been, 18 months? The way that he's put on weight, the weight that he's put on the yardage off the tee, how hard he swings. He's picked up club head speed, ball speed. And you know what he's done? He's done it with incredible control. I know that when I try to swing just a little bit harder when I play golf, I hit it dead right. I hit it dead left I very rarely hit it on the nose but Bryson it seems like the harder he swings the better he hits it the straighter the higher and the farther he hits it so I give him all the credit in the world for having gone through that metamorphosis that change to his body and to his game and still be able to win it's really something special When you're a tour player and you're making swing changes and have to perform at the same time, it's incredibly difficult. I know that my teacher, Jim Hardy, he played the tour for, I don't know, eight, 10 years, and he's very cognizant of that. When he works with tour players, he knows that you're trying to make a change, but shoot low scores at the same time. It's hard to do. Well, Bryson DeChambeau has done that. So fast forward this year, to 2021 when he got into contention i just knew he was feeling it i knew he could smell that trophy and that red cardigan sweater that the arnold palmer invitational gives to the champions so so when i went out to the 18th green to do the awards ceremony for the palmer family and present the cardigan and the trophy i knew it was going to be emotional for him and it was going to be emotional for me too because i love arnold palmer i love the arnold palmer family I love the idea of Arnold Palmer, and because I've known Bryson since he was 10 years old, I love Bryson DeChambeau, and I give him all the credit in the world for what he's done. He is probably the biggest thrill ride in the game today. As I said on the telecast, that week was Bay Hill meets Universal Studios. It was a thrill ride, and it was fun. There was everything happening, and basically, it all rounded back to Bryson DeChambeau. But when I got on that 18th green and I started talking to Bryson about Arnold and the win and what it meant to him, I knew it meant more than the U.S. Open that he won last fall at Wingfoot. I know it's hard to believe, but I think it did because he started crying. I had to step in and kind of take over because he was really, really emotional. But it was so sweet to see. And I know that Amy Saunders, Arnold's daughter who was there, and Sam... Arnold's grandson and Amy's, Amy's son was there. And I know everybody was emotional. And when we got done, again, trying to pay attention to the safety protocols with COVID, didn't matter to Bryce. He started going around hugging everybody. And as I said, it was really sweet to see. So congratulations to Bryson Shambo for the win at Bay Hill, honoring Arnold Palmer and his legacy. Maybe he didn't drive the sixth green at that par five, but he came awfully close and it added so much to the week. your body hurts like mine but i look back over my pga tour career and i actually used to run 2 or 3 miles a day i can't even imagine running today i used to go to the gym i used to lift weights i used to on the treadmill and the elliptical i was i wouldn't say i was in every day but i was in probably 2 or 3 times a week nowadays these players have taken it to the to the next level they're in they're in the gym twice a day on competitive round days, which is which blows my mind. But now that I'm 65 years old, I've had a couple of hip replacements, and a knee replacement, and back surgery. I hope you can't relate to this, which would mean uh, you're you're in, still in pretty good shape. But if you do relate to this, I've got to share with you something. My daughter Kristen, who's a who's a doctor, she told me that she heard of this new group popping up called Stretch Lab. And she said there was one up in Mount Kisco, New York, where where she lives. So I decided to take a uh, take a chance. I went up and I had an appointment. Well, I, I'm hooked. I have now been going to the Stretch Lab here in Portland, Oregon, as well as uh, in New York. And I go in a couple times a week and I get stretched. Now, obviously we get stretched in the PGA Tour fitness van and it's an essential thing. But these guys stretch me like I've I've never stretched before and as a result I feel much better. I feel like I've got a little bit of a, a spring in my step. I feel like my golf game has gotten a little bit better. So the moral to this story is if your body hurts like mine, maybe start looking at doing more stretching, a little bit more intense work with with a stretching technique or a stretching regimen I think it's going to surprise you. It's a jungle in here and we all know it. The fans are fired up making truly sure they show it. They're out in loud, and not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here and we all know it. I just can't help but think that if Arnold Palmer were still alive today, he would hate seeing the PGA Tour professionals in shorts. In practice rounds and in the pro-am rounds. And I agree with him. I don't like it. That decision was made two or three years ago after Arnold's death to allow players to wear shorts in practice rounds and pro-ams. I hate it. I think it makes the players look so unprofessional. And that's what we need to be. It's called the Professional Golfers Association Tour. The name is in the title of the event. And that's the one thing Arnold taught us to be. We're professionals inside the ropes and outside the ropes. How you act, how you behave, how you dress, how you engage your amateur partners in the pro-am. I just think the shorts look bad. And call me old-fashioned, say I'm, I'm stuck in my old ways, but I'm sorry. I know Arnold would hate it. I know a lot of the older players of my generation and older hate it as well. It just looks so bad because I think a PGA Tour professional should stand out not only in the way that he hits his shots but the way that he performs, the way that he acts and the way that he looks. That's just my opinion, an opinion from an old guy. We, all know it. we all know. Exciting week ahead at the Players' Championship at Sawgrass Down in Ponte Vedra Beach. Unfortunately, I won't be there on the broadcast team with NBC or Golf Channel, but I'll be watching every minute of it, and I look forward to watching what happens at the treacherous island green number 17 at sawgrass back when i played and mike Cowan or fluff as everybody knows him now was my caddy he would give me a number to the middle of the green and we would pick a club and hit it there could be anything from a nine iron to a seven iron depending on the wind and the condition of the green whether it was soft and raining or windy and hard it didn't matter we didn't go at the pin we didn't go at the corners we hit to the middle of the green. Not a long hole, but one of the scariest, most heart-pumping shots that you'll ever face in golf. Doesn't matter if you're a 30 handicapper, a scratch player, or a PGA Tour professional. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're lying to you. It will, It will put your heart right in your throat, especially if you think you thinned it or you fatted it a bit and it might not get up, or it's going to carry too long. So I'll be watching for Gary Koch's call on 17 at the Players this week. It should be another fantastic finish in Sawgrass. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?